This is a HeadGum Podcast. Jake and Amir got some things to say. Most of it is pointless, but anyway, if you got a problem, they'll listen to you on the If I Were You Show. Kazoo. Yeah. Very cool. A kazoo, which is not a real instrument. Kazoo, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's actually not new. Well, I mean, for us. Um, Oh, I see. Yeah. Kazoo, that's new for us. Right. (laughs) That was (laughs) That was written by uh, and performed by Dan Roffey. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. <laughs> you really are sick. <laughs> I have what is self-diagnosed as minor food poisoning. Yeah, but you're making a major deal out of it. <laughs> I am leaking shit out of my asshole right it now. Might be, it yeah. might be straight up food poisoning. Uh, no, because this is the difference. Um, one, there was vomiting. No, no vomiting. Have you ever had food poisoning? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no diherhiha. Nice. ha. That's a nice, that's a cool... Diharhiha. Like, all right. Well, you don't don't have to harp on it, but I do like the way, that's like a PG way of saying it. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, I take it. What I do have is uh, indigestion, uh, you know, like sharp, gaseous pains. Like, uh, like I'll eat food and then like five minutes later I'll hear gurgling and it feels like someone is shoving a Frisbee out of my abdomen. Oh, man. is uh, I don't think I... I've ever had a stomachache my whole life. <laughs> Which is weird because you went through several decades of just eating garbage. Yeah, my, I don't know what it is. But I get sick in my head, never my stomach. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, I don't, like, it's... It's like a... Yeah, are, you, do you have, are you farting? Yeah, I'm farting a lot. Are they painful farts? No, they're great farts because the fart is the release. I see. Yeah. Have you tried just doing like kind of like a yoga child's pose and letting all the farts rise to the top? Yeah, what I'll do is like I'll a, lay on my like stomach. A child, uh, uh, like a invention convention volcano or something? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's like laying on your stomach, making your anus the, the tallest point of your body and let the, ga- the gas just rise out. Yeah. 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 And much like a volcano, it's, it reeks of sulfur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and also, a lot like a, a volcano, my ass is just a mound of sediment. If you're listening to this podcast and you're curious what it might look like, <laughs> yeah, we are filming it. Yeah. We're. Oh, yeah. We should say that this is one of the... Uh, we're trying to film more episodes. Uh, Marissa, very talented videographer, is oh, yeah. uh, helping hey, us out today. Uh, she said, you know, I'm a fan of the show. I, I, I'm interning at College Humor. Why don't I videotape? Is it videotape? Record? Record. Record one of Film. your podcasts. Because there's no tape in these cameras. Is there a VHS tape in there? Does there, it... there is. Really? Yeah. The tiniest little... A little cassette. Cool. Uh, I don't know if this will be up, because this is a bonus Thursday episode. I don't know if it'll be up. The video will be up on Thursday, but we'll put it up as soon as we get it. Sure. Uh, so thanks, Marissa, and thanks for watching, if you're watching. Uh, this is an advice podcast. It's not just about my indigestion. It's also I would talk about this show. all day, though. Yeah, because another thing I felt was uh, muscle aches. Yeah. Yeah, and like a slight fever, but that went away pretty quickly. So now you're just left with the nausea and the indigestion. Not even nausea. Oh, not nausea? Yeah, just like a, a rumbly in my tumbly. And you, are you, do you feel fatigued, or is it really just only stomach ache? That's it's the only down symptom. to just the stomach ache part. No. I mean, you're not even sick at this point. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Uh, It's called If I Were You. It's an advice podcast. It's the only advice podcast on the internet 
hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm the pinch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got to embrace it. Uh, We are going to be answering real emails from real people. Going to give them fake names to preserve their anonymity. Yes. Uh, So why don't we just get right into it? Let's do it. Uh, Right into it after we spend 10 minutes talking talking about about. your painful fart. (laughs) Uh, All right, I got a good one right off the bat. This one is from a male who I'll call... Pepto-Bismol. Nice. All right. Pepto-Bismol writes, uh, I'll shorten this down but I because I tend to ramble. I'm an English uni student who just got out of a long-term, long-distance relationship a couple months ago. I figure as next year uh, is my master's slash last year of uni... Once and for all, I'm finally okay and comfortable with being me. It's time to embrace being single. So I'm taking a trip to Toronto solo this August for two weeks. What's the best way to quickly go from... Sorry. Oh, sorry. What's the best way to quickly go from chats to dates when I'm visiting... Did I miss a line? It didn't sound like it. This is going to be interesting. How do we cut around this in a video, dude? I don't think so. All right. It's not. It's, I didn't miss a line, but he's talking about using Tinder. Yeah. How do I, what's the best way to quickly go from chats to dates when visiting a brand new place on Tinder? The subject says Tinder, but the email did not. Cool. Yeah. So we he's, got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. He's right. visiting uh, Toronto for two weeks and he's wondering if he swipes on Tinder, what's the quickest? How do you go from like talking to dating a girl if you're only there for a short amount of time? Very. All right. This is. Uh, did you pick this question because we often have to do this when we're on tour? Yeah. I mean, it just rings true a little bit. Yeah. We've done it before. Uh, yeah. And the, the, the deal is that um, it will fail most often, more often than not. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. well, sure, fine. Yeah, that but that's like dating in apps general. in general. Yeah. Right. That's nothing like unique to Toronto or whatever. Right. I, I actually just think you have a be- at least a higher success rate to getting responded uh responded to because th- I mean the initial question is like, "Hey, I'm here only for a week. Like I need a list of things to do. I need like a great place to go to dinner. Where do people go dancing? That right. type of thing." And people are way more eager to share like their recommendations to the city that they live in than they are to answer just like you if you say hey what up right or like hey we, we yeah. should go on a date sometime go, right. and if they it doesn't go well the then i'll see you every day because i also live here right but if you open it up with something like hey i'm only in town for a short amount of time what should i do yeah then they're talking about the most exciting parts of their city and they're talking about their favorite restaurants their favorite bars so it's pretty logical to suggest like are you going to be there or something and right like, you know then you get then you get that little date and then you get the, like a little personal tour guide then you get a city girlfriend <laughs> nothing's better than a city girlfriend what's then, a city girlfriend you just have like a girlfriend for like five or six days oh i see like, all the benefits of being in a relationship like the, the like the camaraderie the sex the the flirtation and then like None of the downside, because you're not going to get into, like, a major fight or have to meet her family. Or... Yeah, that'd be funny if that happened <laughs> within the first two weeks. Uh, uh, okay, you need to, <laughs> you're going to need to meet my grandfather. What? Yeah, he's actually really sick. I just wanted to see the CN Tower or maybe go to another revolving restaurant. No, 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 no. My grandfather's in hospice, and we have to visit him. <laughs> that's, that's your recommendation for a cool nightclub in I the city? A nice meal. 
<laughs> I said they feed them well in hospice. They really do. Jesus Christ, this is so much. So soon. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to know where it goes. Then you're in another long distance relationship. Uh, yeah, that's an that's another thing that I've heard of. Like, I actually just heard this. Um, a lady visiting a city, um, matched with a dude, uh, hung out with him while she was there. Was a city girlfriend. Mm. And then she left. They kept talking. And now she moved to that city for what? him. Yeah. Uh, it was a friend of a friend of ours. Do I know her? Uh, you don't know the girl, but it, uh, yeah. That's, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's well, that's when a city girlfriend turns into a country girlfriend. She's oh, your like, girlfriend for the entire country. That way you can only cheat on her like in go, Canada or yeah, Mexico. Dude, very true. Yeah, and then eventually you have a continent girlfriend. Isn't it, when you, wasn't the rule like uh, when you were, you were younger, I remember in high school, people were like, oh, different zip code. Yeah. Like zip codes are pretty easy to leave. <laughs> yeah. Isn't I'm, a zip code just like your 10 block radius? Yeah, especially if you go down to like the next four numerals, like you can be like 90069 dash these these four. Yeah. It's like a very specific That's street. just your block. Yeah. Maybe you can cheat on area a, code, that I would, but even still, it's yeah. easy to get to there too. You can Whatever. cheat on a girl as long as it's out of your house. You can always cheat on somebody. It's legal. <laughs> it's just really frowned upon yeah. by everybody and cried upon by some. It's actually cried upon by a few. <laughs> it's so frowned upon, you cry upon it. <laughs> it's angered upon. Uh, what's another face you can make? Um, Aghast upon? Yeah. Well, that's not a face, is it? This like is a, a frown. <gasps> yeah. Shocked upon? Yeah. Shocked and awed upon. <laughs> and I am upon in this game that you call love. Uh, so, what do you do when you are um, in a new city? You, one, feel free to swipe away as long as... You, I think with Tinder Pro now, you can swipe in a city you're not even in yet. That's cool. And also, um, I did this when I went to Iceland I joined OkCupid in Reykjavik. Oh, yeah, because like that, with that site, you can join before you yeah. actually get there. There are definitely some sites where you can set your zip code to wherever. It it was it didn't work out that well, but maybe because <laughs> there weren't a lot of people on OkCupid in Iceland, there right. might be more in Toronto. Right. It's worth a shot. That I is mean, a good That is a good tip, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to embrace being single, and I, I do say congrats on the end of your uh, relationship. Go for it. Get on every app. Uh, and then just ask for... You don't even have to ask her out first. You just ask for recommendations. That'll invariably yeah. get her excited. Because there's nothing hotter than like not fiending. You know? you're just, if you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to these clubs. I'm going to these bars. Thanks for the recs. You're just like, I might be there, too. Right. Here's the, here's the wrinkle that we've never had to deal with. I'm taking a trip to Toronto solo. Yeah. So he's by himself. We also get the benefit of being in there like, why are you in town? Like, oh, we're doing some shows. Yeah. Oh, shows. That's Can intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're famous comedians. So it's a little, it's going to be a little tougher. But he does have an English accent. Oh, because he's British. Yeah. So then suddenly the tables so are switched sudden, once yeah, again. He's basically going to... He can get way more pussy than we can. So even if you're solo, you can still ask for where to go, what to do. If you're solo dolo, you can still ask where to go low. Do you Bolo. know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Uh, so... But it is like... I think there's something intriguing about saying, by the... Like, you know, 
I don't know how to mention it. Uh, well, I mean, I do, but you, you can figure out your own way to mention it organically that you're there by yourself. That's a little intriguing. It's a little cool. Yeah, like, why are you here? What brings you here? Why are you in town? What kind of stuff do you want to do? Oh, I'm on a self, uh, self-adventure self journey. I'm realizing who I actually am because I just got out of yeah, a relationship. I actually, I have another boyfriend, so yeah. don't talk to me <laughs> It's just that I'm sort of doing this eat, pray, love shit right yeah, now, and I'm starting in Toronto, and I'm ending in Calgary. <laughs> Eating Pizza Hut in the mall, <laughs> just swiping away at a Panda there Express. Is, uh, traveling alone is very, is very. Uh, it's weird because it's like there are these peaks and valleys of like. I remember driving across the country, like by myself. It was like you know, wide open road, like hiking in Arches National Park, and being like, "This is amazing. This is like, I'm I'm finding myself. I'm yeah. so empowered." And then also just like jerking off in a holiday in, in alabama and you're like okay this, this, this is I think actually is the, the low. loneliest <laughs> i think i've ever been i'm in birmingham coming into a uh a, a tissue on this on this and like you're always it's you're always thinking like i should what the fuck is wrong with me i should just like go outside and go to a bar and try to meet a local and right. i like, remember on one of these trips i went to went to a hooters in like amarillo texas thinking like <laughs> I was going to walk in and some beautiful Hooters waitress was going to be like, you're driving across the country by yourself. Let me come. <laughs> I want to get out of here too. Got to but go in the Hooters. I was just like by myself, shoulders hunched, had a single Bud Light. There's like all these boisterous tables of dudes all around me. Like, what you doing at the bar, queer? Shut up, dude. I'm actually swiping if you guys have any recommendations for local hot spots. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have Tinder when you did the cross country trip? I feel like um, that would have changed your game a little bit. The yeah, uh, they did, but I I don't think I was like spending enough time. Yeah, you're. It, it does take at least like a day to like match yeah, with someone. I mean, it's hard to go from like match to date in like an hour or something. Right. <laughs> but also, I think I was actually that was when I was moving back to New York, so I wasn't on. There was no Tinder yet, or I was, at least wasn't on. Right. You know what else sucks is the uh, like let's say you're like going on a trip like that and you like match with someone in Alabama, but you're already in Texas and yeah. it's like someone really attractive. I, you're like, that was happening on our road trip you again. Cause like Tinder, at, I don't know what it's like now, but like at the time it was like the radius didn't really update a lot of the time. Oh yeah. So like I'd be swiping <clears> and then I'd match with someone cute and be like, why are you a thousand miles away? And she's <laughs> like, Oh, I, li- I live in Nashville. Well, well fuck. I'm in new Orleans. I'll let you know if I ever come to Nashville again. <laughs> By that time, you'll be engaged to somebody you should be hanging out with. Fuck. Christ. Not me. Ass. Uh, all right. Good luck, dude. Yeah, Godspeed. Um, here's another question from another dude. Okay. Um, we'll call him cowpectate, which is another medicine you should take when you're feeling not too good in your stomach area. Nice. Wait, you gave me Pepto-Bismol, but you said you've never had stomach pain. Um, yeah, I did it like when I had, uh, when you have diarrhea, you take Pepto-Bismol, right? (laughs) Sure. Or diarrhea. (laughs) Diarrhea. Uh, so I recently got invited to a birthday party and I, that I don't really want to attend. The problem is that the host and all the guests are my girlfriend's friends. I know most of the guests, and I know these people don't like me. The only reason I'm invited is because I'm with my girlfriend. 
I don't mind these people, but I know they don't want me there. I have no interest in ruining it or making the night awkward for anyone. It wouldn't be a problem if it was a bigger event, but this is a small meetup between fewer, closer friends. Even though, as I'm writing this, I'm beginning to feel like this might be the most insignificant question you've ever received, I still feel like an asshole slash jerk teenager for not wanting to go. My girlfriend is really nice, and I don't want to hurt her feelings. Skipping parties has only been an issue for me since I got someone who expects me to go with them. The party's in two weeks. I'm 17, and the host turns 18, if that helps. Do you have any good excuses I can use without hurting my girlfriend's feelings? Should I just go to this party anyways? Any advice on what what I should do would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Okay, calpectate. <laughs> yeah, I say, I would say he should go to the party. He's got a very low opinion of <laughs> himself and his girlfriend's friends. It's so like, funny that he thinks none of them want him there. I, yeah, there's a good chance that he just has social anxiety, yeah. <laughs> and your girlfriend's friends just like your girlfriend and don't really care that much about you. Yeah. So it's not that they don't like you; it's just that they don't know you and they don't care yet. But if you come to this party, maybe you'll be accepted. Maybe you'll gain some new friends. And that's a nice thing. But would it, be, it would be funny if he was actually a nasty little boy that nobody wants to be there. He, he, sound, he sounds like it a little bit in this. But it, towards the end, he got a little more self-aware. And he's like, I'm, I know I'm an asshole. Right. Uh, so. Do you ever try to get out of parties? What excuse is a good excuse? Um, I try to get out of parties all the time. But I think I usually just don't show up. And then I text or something later that like something came up oh yeah i don't ever have somebody that's like really needs like uh, you know somebody that's like you have to come to this party and then i have to tell them that i don't want to go right um there's not really a good excuse a good rule of thumb for parties is that most people most of the time people don't really expect or care for you to come yeah this one is it seems like this is just it's not the party thing it's the whether you should do your girlfriend a favor thing right because it's weird to be like i don't want to go to this party with you and your friends yeah, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, your friends hate me, and I hate your friends. That's yeah, like this is the worst, or not? You know, it's one of the worst, most annoying problems to deal with in a relationship. <laughs> like it's it's also like a self fulfilling prophecy. Like your friends hate me, so like you're going to be a miserable asshole at the party, and then they do hate you <laughs> because you're a miserable asshole. Yeah, and you make your girlfriend upset because you're really sour at the party. Yeah, so just go to the party and try to be nice to your girlfriend. That's really all that matters. And make one friend at the party, just one person you could talk to. Break up with your girlfriend. It's not good advice. <laughs> no, you should probably just go. I mean, there are worse things than going to a party. At worst, it's just one night of your life. Yeah. Um, I like that he says, I'm 17 and the host is turning 18. Trying to like hope that we'd be like, whoa, that's a little weird. You shouldn't go to the party. Yeah. But that's that pretty be... much the, the most normal two ages you can be about a birthday well, party. Also, and especially like having this anxiety, it makes a lot of sense that he's only 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's, you know, having teenage um, issues. Yeah. I definitely, at this point, I know that nobody really notices me at a party. So you... Uh, you just got to go. Th- don't think about the party. Think about your relationship. And it's going to be way more of a stress to break uh, or to uh, annoy your girlfriend and get into this fight and have this be a rift. Just try to get over it. Get over it. Is that good advice <laughs> to get over it? Yes. Well, not all the time, but I think in this case, get over it. All right. Get over it. Uh, let's take a break and we'll be back with more right after this commercial. 
Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's a They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness? It's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement good. That's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so fitnessnah.com. Fitness <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness nah thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results. That know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. And then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally <laughs> subscribed to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn, I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Heck yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Are we back? We're back. This is it? We're back. Are we back for camera? 
Everything is good. Yes, dude. Holy shit. Okay. Um, recording this on a Wednesday, out on a Thursday, bonus episode. Uh, still before we go to Austin for South by Southwest. That is correct. Our individual show is sold out. Yeah. Pound that shit, dude. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate that. Uh, we do have two other HeadGum shows that we will be at. If you didn't right. get your tickets to our show, or if you want to just extend the party. You really should. That's why we called it Palooza. Uh, we didn't actually call it that. I've been calling it Palooza. To who? Everybody. Because Hashtag <laughs> Headgumapalooza. You are very delicate handing me, and I feel like you're, you just, oh, okay, fingers falling off. That is a severe case of food poisoning. Turned into leprosy. Yeah. Uh, but it is, like, I think it's going to be, like, two full days of fun. I think everybody should come. Yeah. So if you haven't got your tickets um, yet to our show or any other show, um, that email that uh, url is if i were you show.com we'll have everything yeah because if you like us you might like josh you might like this is why you're single you might like gabris the high and mighty man himself yeah the black man can't jump she didn't text back kevin it's, t porter and it's more than just a show it'll be like a gathering a get-together of would you call it a head gum palooza i wouldn't do that just because of uh legality oh, how about gum stock that's really good. You like gum stock? Yeah. <laughs> I like it as You're a... going to want to tell your kids uh, in a couple of years that you were at gum stock. The original. The original gum stock. Do you remember stock. the original gum stock? Yeah, dude. People fucking in the mud. Yeah. That's what's going to be happening. <laughs> mud fuckers. Uh, so check it out. Uh, and if you don't live in Texas or near Texas, I guess you can come see us in Boston, Washington, D.C., Brooklyn, or New Haven. New Haven. Pistol waving. That's what's up. The 203 is the A. <laughs> Yell do- New Haven. We're doing our best to make that the most popular show. Uh, and it's doing pretty well. It's selling pretty well for a smaller city. Yeah. For a little shit city. town. For a little shit town? shit town. You're a shit town, dude. You're <laughs> born and raised in a fool of it. I wasn't. <laughs> Where were you born? I was born in Afula, but I was raised in Los there Angeles. Raised. <laughs> Trust me, your parents raised you when you were one and two, dude. They're they're actually raising you pretty damn good. No, I feel like you've switched gears. Now you're just like berating me for not respecting my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever shames you into, <laughs> into calling it headstock or gumstock or whatever the fuck I said. Gumapalooza. Uh also can I mention this uh table? <laughs> finally yeah uh okay yeah t- that's really nice get a little sweep of the table here uh, thank yeah. you marissa this is perfect now for you guys listening. i want everyone to know it, well they the table's shown up in some instagram photos i think this table is turned actually this t- the table is turned yeah, yeah. uh you guys <laughs> we were gifted a table and i said i was going to give this guy a free commercial on headgum and i never did <laughs> so here i am doing it now because i finally remembered uh wildland creations made this live wood table for us and it's an instagram account or a website it's a website it's an instagram it's got everything he he finds trees in the woods that have already fallen down that's how sustainable this operation is and then he makes these gorgeous uh live wood coffee tables and stands and i actually think it's one of my favorite pieces of the entire studio but i can see there's a there's chainsaw marks from where he uh he he must have god yeah there's 50 yeah. trees in this thing that and had just mowed how down. many tiny hands went into carving this like he a man's hand couldn't fit into there to yeah. get the varnish on no there. way you this... know he's employing child labor <laughs> this is what he wanted right yeah look oh at the bottom timmy age six 
<laughs> what Send the help. Fuck? Uh, no, this is great. It looks great. It is great. Uh, it feels great. You really appreciate it. All right. That's all. Thank you. Uh, what was I going to say? Shoot. Um, there's not a lot of time to think when you're being recorded on camera and microphone. Yeah, usually we can just like take a second, the, yeah. breathe. In life, you can be like, hold on, let me think. And then right. two minutes of silence is fine. Mm-hmm. Because you can edit. It. Yeah, yeah, life is 90 years long. Uh, and this podcast is only like... Uh, 45 minutes so every oh, literally every waxing. second is pressure okay. talk to uh, me more about life <laughs> it's just that if 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 if, if every if every minute was as important as every second on this podcast that would really make sure that you know how you live every day like it's your last live in the moment yeah exactly which i do Cherish in a fetal position crying in bed of course i want to treat every Farting episode very very violently <laughs> actually the pepto-bismol you gave me did work oh nice yeah uh god what? Oh, we have a new podcast on HeadGum. That's what it was. Oh, Caldwell's. Caldwell and Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. Um, are we on the first episode? We're not on the first episode. Wow. But we are upcoming. Wow. Uh, Shots fired. The podcast is called What Should We Draw? They basically talk about drawing something, and then you can see what ended up being drawed, drawn, drawn, draw, drewed. What they drew. What they drew. Uh, at whatshouldwedraw.com. Uh, and people who followed us from College Humor should probably most definitely know who Caldwell and Nathan are. At the very least, they've seen a ton of Caldwell and Nathan's uh, comics, which yeah. have been all over College Humor for a very long time. It's basically the signature look of College Humor. Uh, and if you go to whatshouldwedraw.com, you can listen to the episodes where they discuss what, sh- what they should draw, and then you can see ultimately what they drew. I don't know if it's fun, if it's better to look at the photo and be like, how did they get there? Or if they should listen to the photo, listen to the episode and then check out the photo at the end. It's up to you. Dealer's choice. Really, truly. Uh, What should we draw uh, new on the HeadGum Network? Uh, All right, let's get, let's try to answer some more questions. Okay, back into it. Uh, This is from a girl. What's another Uh, medicine that you are uh, taking? Ginger Ale. Oh, nice. Isn't that a good stripper name? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Or like if you, if, oh, I, if you have like a red beard, kind of like I do, and uh, your name is Dale, Ginger Dale. Oh, come on, dude. Hey. Hey, talk to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> talk to Ginger Dale. Why do you have to have a red beard and not just red head? You could do that too. Yeah. But I'm just trying to make myself you, Ginger Dale. Yeah. You just want fuck to be Fuck the g- pinch. Fuck Vance. <laughs> fuck Josh. I am now Ginger Dale. <laughs> the worst nickname. <laughs> the worst nickname. Don't you talk to Ginger Dale that way. <laughs> Ginger Dale is very easily offended. Ginger Dale. You scoff and you mock Ginger Dale. <laughs> There's got to be a Dale out there who's a redhead, and there's I I hope to God people. There's a whole family Dale. of us Ginger Dales, <laughs> Ginger Dale Senior, and then me. That's it. The whole family of just two people. Uh, all right, Ginger Ale writes a bit of a tale for you. It's an odyssey of beards, mixed signals, and I could seriously use some straight male insight. Okay, are you guys ready to hear this little story? Yeah. Two years ago, I met a big, bearded bear of a man. He's the lead singer of a moderately successful Canadian rock band. All 70s revival, fringe and flares, very sexy. We had a drunken hookup that first night we met. But as soon as he didn't have a condom, we didn't have sex. Good on you. He got my number the next morning, saying that I was the sweetest peach. How nice. 
We kept relatively close touch, and six months later, he had another show in my home city of Vancouver, Canada, baby. He literally flew in three days earlier to spend time with me. Wow. Stayed at my house and everything. And you know what? He wouldn't have sex with me. He never even rounded first base. After I pressed him for reasons, he cited fear of commitment, respecting me too much, and another girl from home that he's hung up on. We stayed friends, and over the next six months, saw each other when we were in the same cities and, love, and had lovely hangouts. Despite being friends, his flirtations never stopped. Fast forward to last Thursday, he plays a show in Vancouver, texted me, and put me on the guest list. We hung out after the show, and he was very attentive, lovely, flirty, affectionate, and he kissed me and asked if he could sleep over. Then, no sex, but lovely snuggling, explaining again that he was afraid of commitment, that he thinks too much of me to sleep with me. I fell asleep with him lovingly stroking my face. He took me to brunch the next morning, the whole shebang. Then Friday, he had a second show, put me on the guest list again, got me backstage afterwards. This is where shit gets weird. He brought these two women backstage as well, both about 30 to 35, quite heavy and not cute. To clarify, I'm 25, pretty petite, and dare I say, pretty cute. Okay. After a while, he disappeared with one of the big girls. I waited. The next dressing room over finally opens an hour later, and she and him are adjusting their clothes as they exit. He fucked her while I was there, and the day after, all confusing but cute reestablishing of confection. Sorry. He fucked her while I was there. The day after, all the confusing but cute reestablishing of affection. I, of course, confronted this twat, and he basically looked sad for a second, then switched to defensive and said, Look, I honestly think of you just a platonic friend, Ginger Ale. I'm not sexually attracted to you. And then he gestured for me to leave. We haven't spoken since. What the hell is with the mixed signals? What the hell is with the affection and loveliness one second, then banging this gross lady while I'm there the next? Hate to take it out on the lady, but seriously, she's like 300 pounds. Would very much appreciate the If I Were You insight on this. Thanks. Love, Ginger Ale. All right. I, this is a, there's a lot to unpack here. It's a story. Yeah. I I do think she should not be the the lady that he had sex with did nothing wrong. She did what this girl wanted to do. <laughs> right. So let's not hate on her she, like her age or her weight. Yeah. She she got she got <laughs> fucked by the guy you were trying to get fucked by. So I get why you're mad. <laughs> right. Uh that being said it's not uh her fault. <laughs> Sounds like it's his fault. And also to me it kind of sounds like you don't have a lot of claim on this dude. Because he was the one who's constantly saying, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, every time she tried to advance anything, he didn't accept the advance. Yeah. I mean, it's a little confusing that they, like, slept in the same bed and he touched your face. And there are definitely some mixed signals. But I don't think there are enough signals to feel like she had any real stake and like anybody that has sex with him is like coming into her territory. Right. The problem is this doesn't ring true with me and maybe with you. Like if we are putting in so much effort, it's to be sexual with somebody. So it's a little weird that like he went through the effort of the reaching out and guest list and this, that and sleeping over and then being like, no, that being said, 
there's a lot of guys out there that are kind of different, like some that just want platonic affection. I know a lot of guys are like, I just want to cuddle. I don't want to sleep. I just want to like feel like I'm a boyfriend, but I don't necessarily want to get attached physically. Right. So, I, I don't think of sex like that. Right. Uh, it's. I guess it's like, I mean, this guy seems like he's himself a little strange, but I think that like sometimes uh, people that have a lot of sex, like probably a hot lead singer of a band, uh, they're they're more intrigued by something like very different, like an older woman or something like that versus, I'm, I mean, how many cute 25 year olds has this guy already had sex with? Uh, so he's like, now let's switch it up. Yeah. I, I know this guy that we grew up with. It's like one of the hottest dudes I've ever seen. And he was like <laughs> inside and out. Yeah. Well, he was having so much sex that he, uh, he stopped being attracted to people he would normally be attracted to. And he started having sex with like really strange looking people because like, it was that kind of like fetish that got him off. Like, wow, yeah. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Maybe that, <laughs> maybe that's what this guy's experiencing. But not that I want to comment on the ugliness of uh, this thirty-five-year-old lady he boned. But we should talk to that guy. Yeah, I mean, I would love to interview this dude and be like, he's like a Ryan Gosling meets Mother Teresa type slash Robin Hood who yeah. fucks from the rich and gives to the poor. Uh, Fucks, I think it's like... Friar tuck? No, try or fuck. Right. Yeah. He fucks from the dick and gives gives to to the the whore. whore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I like it, but it is a good rhyme. (laughs) So I'll allow it nonetheless. Uh, This story of hooking up in front of somebody that you invited over reminded me of a story that you have. (laughs) Because it happened to you. Because you were the guy. I am ashamed. Where you... (laughs) Where I'll just paraphrase and not let you uh clarify fair but you, <laughs> you made out with another girl while on a date with somebody else yeah all right moving on uh so why we're, did you okay i thought you were moving on from the story like i don't get to <laughs> no, no i was just joking what why did um, that happen like what let would that girl could have emailed in and be like what is right. that about i will say like definitely in my heyday of being a douchebag slimeball asshole uh you know, sorry, excuse for a man. I, there have been many people who I've confused in the same way. Yeah, mixed like, signals. Let on, even like slept with, like been on, and then like invite them to a party or they come out to a bar and they watch me leave with somebody else. Right. That has happened plenty of times. Is it because you invite lots of people out and then you'll just choose the, like a Cupid, like yeah, whoever's closest to you? I always just thought that like, oh, everybody's having fun. We're all hanging out. Like, it doesn't matter who I've slept with. Like, everybody's sleeping with everybody. And like, oh, this person is giving me attention and I want to sleep with this person. So no hard feelings. But that's <laughs> that's just me uh, projecting the way I feel about everything right. onto everybody. And it wasn't me being very empathetic because many people have sex and <laughs> kind of feel like... Uh, <laughs> it's a bigger deal than a handshake. Yeah. Uh, that said, the most egregious thing I ever did was take somebody out on a date and while they were in the bathroom i started making out with somebody else and then that person just tapped me on the shoulder and i looked up like i was gonna like i was surprised and she said um bye and and uh that was it that was that you know what the problem is people constantly preach the golden rule treat others as you would like to be treated yourself right the problem is when you don't 
respect yourself, suddenly yeah. that rule gets twisted. I, that was one of the most dangerous things that I, that I was doing to myself is I thought I was a monster and I was amused by it because <laughs> I hated myself so much. I'm like, oh, Jake, you scoundrel, you piece of shit, you dirty dog. And I kind of like, and, and I owned it in a way that wasn't good. Like when you're that much of a monster, you should have a little bit of, um, what is the word? Like empathy? Yeah. Well, I should have had more empathy, but like I should have also taken it a little less lightly and been like, hey, people actually really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like that girl that I invited out on a date, uh, you know, I, that's it's a funny story for me. <laughs> And it's like a horrible story for her. <laughs> right. What a slap I, in the face. Yeah. I And like, I I got like a funny story and I made out with somebody and like, you know, yeah. she got very hurt by that. <laughs> she got emotionally like, pranked. That confuses somebody. If, if a girl invited me out yeah. and then I went to the bathroom and she was making out with somebody. <laughs> what would you do? I guess, well, to be honest, I would probably laugh pretty hard. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Yeah, I guess so. You I mean, don't people care, so you just assume other people don't care. And that's the thing about empathy of like understanding where what she, like, what, like what was her night, right? Like she probably didn't get drunk before our date like I did. She right. probably came home from work. Maybe she was even looking forward to the date all day. Maybe she like spent some time like primping herself and making herself look pretty. And who knows what's going on with her family or her job or her past relationships. Like the the billions of experiences she had leading up to this moment where I, rather than appreciate her and be attentive to her, um, just was like scanning the room for anybody else to fuck if, if I didn't think I might fuck her that night. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's and maybe you could have fucked. You her. could have hooked up with her. Yeah, there's a possibility that like <laughs> I could have if I was more open, uh, kissed her, dated her, married her, had a kid with her. Maybe that kid grows up to be the next president yeah. of the United States of America. That's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> and you threw it all away. Yeah, for some drunken makeout set actually ended up marrying that girl yeah and that kid <laughs> is the president <laughs> that kid that pre- that kid is, is is ted cruz is donald j trump <laughs> like Christ. you have to start preparing yourself for a world where donald trump is our president you get that right it's not a long shot anymore well, we I'm are here at, i'm looking at property in sydney we are do you trust me that's I, what they honestly that's what they want they want the liberals to leave but when what happens you know when trump becomes president i'm buying property in america because this is my country tower <laughs> 58th floor you are upper west you're caucusing side. for trump you were in nevada last night <laughs> i'm caucusing i'm canvassing i'm i'm all of it i'm all in will you caucus for me <laughs> Will you caucus for me? I was going to say that for that lady that you're talking about, the billions of experiences, uh, whether she liked it or not, at one point in time, everything that she did in her life led her up to that one moment. So for that one moment, that was the climax of her life. Like everything is leading up to right now. Yeah, this is this This is is the sum of everything. (laughs) Yeah, and And, yeah, there's something empowering about that. That being like rock bottom. (laughs) Like okay. Let's let's be a little more uh, scrutinizing about who I go out with. And then just in your um, uh, another one of your um, accolades of how good you are at text messages. That wasn't the last time you saw that girl. We did have a follow up. Yeah. <laughs> so right. And if anybody's in, if anybody's experienced <laughs> this and needs some help, uh, oh, text Jake is closed. Yeah. But I business. dug myself out of that hole, and it was it was some expert texting. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> that should have been the testimonial on textjake.com. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you still have, if you purchase the text, you can still redeem them. That's true. Uh, now's your time. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, that's it. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're watching one day on the YouTubes, thanks for watching. Uh, if you have an e- a question for us or a theme song submission, uh, everything is going to if I were you show at gmail.com. By the way, did we ever uh, answer this girl's question, really? Uh, I think we explained what the mixed signals were. That like it didn't mean as much to the guy as it meant to her? Yeah. Um, it's practicing empathy. And, and I do feel sorry for this girl. And I... And, um, What's her name? Uh, Ginger, Ginger Ale. Ale. Yeah, she. The, every, just don't go for guys like that in general. The confusing guys that are having too much sex. Yeah, and musicians and artists are kind of conflicted and like that. They travel. They like are emotional. They they don't they don't they're not. This girl probably needs somebody a little bit more dependable mm-hmm. than a guy who comes every six months, sleeps over her house, strokes her face, and then bones somebody else right. in her And that presence. being said, if that is your relationship and you like that, <clears throat> then I think you just take the take the ups with the downs and like you like seeing him and spending time with him and he's Yeah. You know, he's gonna be confusing and weird and have sex with other people. But you if can't you're enjoying it then yeah. go with it. Take the good with the bad, as you said. Um cool. Uh the opening theme song was written by Ooh, I forget. Dan Ginger Dale Dan, Dan, Did I write that one? Dan Roffey And this oh. closing one is written by David White uh, Back on Monday next week as usual uh, And again, we'll be in Austin, Boston, D.C., uh, Brooklyn uh, New Haven, don't New, forget New Haven New Haven Everybody else does uh, All the tickets and all the information at com. See you later, everybody. You're up here listening to podcast called If I Were You. With Amir and Jake in the house dishing advice that's kind of cruel. But hey, at least it's free. And your anonymity will be preserved safely behind a name they heard on TV. At least I think it was on TV. I'm not entirely sure. They must watch a lot of TV. I don't know half their fucking names. So what are you waiting for? Turn your computer on. Send that shit to if I were you show at gmail.com. And tune in every Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>